0: Good morning, boys and girls, uh, or good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you're listening to this. I hope you're doing well. Uh, Jacob Patrick here, and I am walking to my local coffee shop to get some writing done, and I wanted to pull out my phone and record an episode for you guys. I have a few things on my mind that I want to talk about, and I hope... um, this is something that you'll find interesting as well, especially if you're listening back uh, months or years in the future, and you you find this episode, it might be even more interesting for you. This discussion, so because you know where this discussion is going, and I don't. That's that's pretty fascinating. So, um, yeah, let's jump into it. Okay, so I'm recording this on November 18th, 2019, and uh, something pretty cool happened this last week, or last week, I guess, almost a week ago now, uh, Disney Plus opened, In um, the various things I've done podcasting-wise, or YouTube-wise, or anywhere else, I've never been, uh, you know, a fanboy, I've never reviewed Things, at least that I remember. I've never reviewed things. But I do want to talk about Disney Plus. I want to talk about its first week of launch, all the anticipation that went into Disney Plus, and then sort of what we got, why a lot of people are disappointed, and um, how I feel about it. So that's sort of the topic for today. Um, Like I said, if you're listening to this weeks or months into the future, well your understanding of disney plus may be very different from mine um you'll kind of know you in the future you know uh, much better than i do now in uh november 2019 where disney plus is heading if it's going to actually be a thing and make it for a long time or if it's going to get shut down or or what I, i don't think that'll happen but I mean, you never know. That's, that's, that's the way the world works. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into sort of the anticipation around it because I think um, I was very excited about Disney+. Plus. I think a lot of people were. And uh, let's talk about that. Okay, so like I said, um, I was really excited about Disney+. Plus. I was super excited about the Mandalorian. I'll talk about that more in a future episode, probably. I was excited about the Star Wars and the Marvel stuff. Uh, my wife and I love Pixar. We were excited to be able to go back and watch some of our favorite Pixar movies uh, anytime we wanted. Um, my wife and I personally, we we had a lot of anticipation for this because we also just enjoy the you know the the silly little. Uh, Disney Channel TV shows. Sometimes we'll watch those um, while we're eating lunch or something. It's just this little 20-minute thing. Um, doesn't matter. You don't have to pay close attention. It's just it's very silly, but it's you know they 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 have good jokes every once in a while, and um, so we'll watch those too because they're fun. Um, so yeah, personally, we were excited for a lot of different reasons, but also just around the world there was massive anticipation about disney plus um people who are stars of fan war stars of fan wars you hear me people who are fans of star wars um of course we're just uh chomping at the bit to get star wars movies and especially fresh content like the mandalorian and other shows that have been promised possible movies as well that have been promised on Disney Plus in the future, and of course, uh, Marvel fans, which I am one of, have been just so excited about the MCU incorporating MCU characters, actors, directors, writers, the whole the whole same team, instead of just making movies, also releasing uh, mini series and ongoing TV shows, and uh, even perhaps movies movie length. Um, Projects uh, exclusive for streaming. So there's a lot of excitement there. And then, just more globally in the world of entertainment, there's been a lot of anticipation around this month because of the so called streaming wars everyone expects uh, to happen. So, uh, people, you know, with Apple Plus being released this month as well disney plus this month uh, two huge you know technology giants entertainment giants whatever you call them two huge companies that have a very, fairly strong track record in um you know their fields now taking on the streaming business uh full speed ahead and um what is that going to do to the delicate balance of amazon hulu and Netflix, the, the the king Netflix in this group. Um, how are they going to be affected? How are they going to push back? Um, a lot of competition means a lot of pressure to make high-quality original programming, and so the streaming wars would eventually benefit all of us because everyone will have to try to outdo everyone else because they're competing for our juicy monthly subscription money, and... Yeah, so a lot of anticipation was built around the release of Disney Plus around this month uh, because of all of that. Um, so, like, the night, the, the very night Disney Plus was launching, uh, I was there counting down, had my subscription in hand, everything ready, and just ready to see um, where it was going to go. So, um, I was one of those people. And um, yeah, so. How did it turn out? Well, let's talk about that. So that was the expectation. What was the reality? Um, And like I said, there was a lot of disappointment um, around the world regarding Disney Plus on its first opening days. And let's talk about that. Um, One, I think a lot of people did not realize that Disney Plus would only be available for certain countries. And that means right before it launched, there were people around the world desperate to get Disney Plus, uh, searching desperately for VPNs and, um, you know, having trouble because Disney Plus was shutting down the VPNs um, or denying access, I should say. And uh, it was just it was a huge mess on that side. But also opening day, they had such an influx. I think, I think I saw somewhere 10 million subscribers on day one. Um, so this show, I mean this service, either opened with because they did allow pre-orders, or um, on that first day, by the end of that first day, they had 10 million subscribers, and many of them, I'm sure, um, paid up for a year, which means um, Disney got. A huge chunk of money in one day um, trying to recuperate all the money they put out for the original programming and everything else. So that's good for them. Um, means that <laughs> the streaming service may continue for a while. Um, but the downside of it means a bunch of people, millions of people all at the same time trying to gain access to that service. Uh, servers are getting overloaded. Um, I think especially in areas where VPNs, VPN servers were, like maybe Los Angeles or San Francisco, or New York or Chicago and other big cities where several VPN companies had their uh, VPN server locations, that meant um, extra traffic more than anticipated because the residents of Chicago weren't the only ones accessing uh, Disney Plus on the Chicago Disney Plus servers but also all the international people who were accessing a VPN through a Chicago server were also on the Disney Plus Chicago servers, and so there were some issues. Um, Of course, they straightened those out within the first day or two. Um, I didn't have any trouble. I watched The Mandalorian uh, that first morning as soon as I woke up. Seven in the morning, I was watching The Mandalorian. No troubles for me. Um, I didn't stay up the whole day watching Disney Plus material, so <laughs> maybe it went down after I had finished with the show, but uh, anyway, yeah, so uh, there was some trouble there, but I think that's to be expected, and that actually spells success for Disney. Um, you know, like, uh, I've long heard like bloggers uh, brag that they crashed their hosting server <laughs> because they had such a successful blog post that went instantly viral or a video or image or or a download available on a blog post that crashed the server because so many people were downloading it per hour Um, like that that's that's a thing that gives you bragging rights so Disney Plus gets to say gets to have bragging rights they (laughs) broke the internet the day that they launched Um, that's pretty cool I think that that's a good thing for them Um, but after that first sort of confusion People started to let Disney Plus sink in. People started to really dive into what the streaming service offered on the first week. And that's when some disappointment rolled in. So let's talk about that. So there were some disappointments people started to express and I agree with some of them or I understand some of them and I'll tell you which ones I understand or might agree with or share so um first of all uh if you were to take like it's as if Disney polled you know a thousand people and they said what were what are your top five um favorite um movies Disney movies you definitely want to see on the service and talking about just Disney movies, not Star Wars, not Marvel, just Disney movies. And then they made sure most people's top fives were there. And then your picks, numbers 6 through 15, probably weren't there. So all that is to say, the, the library Disney must oversee, the, the just the vast army Of movies and tv shows disney has produced over decades as being one of the longest running ongoing successful entertainment companies ever it must be mind-blowing and a lot of people were anticipating maybe not of course not a hundred percent of everything disney's ever done but a much larger selection um so when it launched especially on launch day there just wasn't much of a selection. I mean, there's a lot of stuff there, but um, a lot of things are missing from just from the Disney side. I'm saying right now, a lot of things are missing. Um, and then a lot of things are there that are the things that you knew probably would be there, but you're not exactly interested in in watching. Um, like the Apple Dumpling Gang, Parts 1 and 2. I don't think that would have been on anybody's top 5 favorites. Um, Just a lot of old TV movies. um, Not ones that were like famous. And people probably would want to go back and watch for nostalgic reasons. And share with their kids. Like maybe High School Musical. I'm talking about um, old made for TV movies that nobody (laughs) nobody, uh, remembers or wanted to see again. (laughs) So... Um, You know, Disney is very successful, but they've had a lot of flops, uh, a lot of just dorky little kids shows and movies, and a lot of the poor quality stuff is in the opening library, too. So, I mean, the argument can be made that that's a, you know, a good representation of the overall collection that Disney has. I I can hear that argument. They wanted to give uh, an honest, balanced sampling. I get that argument. They wanted to... Um, save something for later and every few months they can completely recycle out and then those longtime favorites like I don't know Toy Story probably will be there permanently I would imagine but um, lesser viewed lesser known um, movies and shows um, will get taken out and other things put in so they can constantly be refreshing is my point on the Disney side of things Um, I understand that but it was a little disappointing going through um the 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 collection of movies and series again just on like the disney pixar side i thought there would be more there and there wasn't so that was interesting um and a little disappointing for a lot of people uh to see that so that was sort of big disappointment number one and i understand it um since my main anticipation wasn't really disney disney focused anyway um Uh, It's not a huge disappointment I share, but I I totally understand it. So some of the other disappointments I understand and really kind of shared uh, really have to do with the Disney peripheral brands. Um, So I'm talking specifically about Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. So... Especially in the case of Marvel, there have been just so much anticipation, there has been so much anticipation, so much hype that Marvel has been building around Disney Plus all this year. All these shows that they're going to be releasing, movies and animated stuff and all kinds of original programming specifically for Disney Plus, and a lot of people have been so excited about it, and I'm sure thousands and thousands, if not millions of people joined Disney Plus specifically for Marvel stuff. And when it opened, there there is no Marvel original um, programming available on Disney Plus. I think we knew that they they hadn't specifically said anything would be dropping November twelfth when Disney opened, but Disney Plus opened, but it still is a bit disappointing. If you join just for Marvel, you're going to be disappointed for that and other reasons. Um, There are plenty of Marvel TV shows, some of the old cartoons. I'm excited to watch, Uh, for example, the uh, Spider-Man animated series from the 90s and the X-Men animated series from the 90s. I'm very excited to jump into that. I haven't yet, but um, I'm excited to watch those and some of the other animated stuff I might be interested in, but even with the movies. So uh, Marvel had contracts with places like Netflix to have their movies on streaming for a certain amount of time and some of those contracts haven't run out and won't until sometime next year and so that means there are several movies listed in the library under the Marvel section of Disney Plus that if you click on the movie and you're ready to sit down and watch it because you didn't open the movie previously and the popcorn's already pop- popped and you have your friends over and then, oh, you can't watch Ant-Man right now because it won't be available till sometime in 2020. It, it gives a date. Um, so the title's there giving you a false sense of hope and if you didn't click on it before until you're ready to watch it um surprise you can't and that's true with several of the marvel movies so um huge disappointment there and it seems just kind of like they're yanking our chain why why even put it in the list i guess it would have been so much worse their reasoning is it would have been so much worse for you to open disney plus when you first paid for your subscription and then see only one or two or three marvel movies and a bunch of cartoons and um, maybe they would have asked for a refund on the spot. I don't know. But, um, yeah, disappointing. Um, Star Wars as well. Not all the Star Wars movies were there. The opening, I think, same thing. Um, Their contracts still ongoing and stuff like that. I understand. Uh, that sucks. And, um, yeah, we got The Mandalorian, though. So that, that means there's not a lot of disappointment in the Star Wars area of the show or of the service because we got exactly what we'd been hoping for and national geographic we do have the jeff Goldblum show which um the first episode was super rocky the second episode was better <laughs> i like the guy um i'm gonna keep watching it i'll see how, where it goes but um not a lot of national geographic stuff um from what i could tell there were only a handful of documentaries and a handful of um tv series uh, National Geographic related. So, yeah, some disappointments on that front as well. Um, uh, but on the positive note, um, I wanted to do a whole other segment on positive notes, but I guess I'll go ahead and say it here. There were some Fox things that I did not expect to see. Um, there's not a Fox department or Fox category on Disney+. Plus. But several Fox shows and movies just get added in there, like Avatar, which, which is pretty cool that they decided to do that from the start. So I'll get more that into that because there is a bright side to this, and I'll talk about the positive things in just a minute. But first, I want to talk about uh, one more disappointment that I have um, and then the caveat that I have with that disappointment. So that's coming up next. okay just one more <laughs> set of disappointments gosh I did not expect this episode to get so negative but uh, here we are um, one more um, kind of issue that I personally have had I didn't I haven't seen anybody else complain about this yet but um, I partake of the indie sorry Disney plus um, streaming service through my Chrome browser. And so I don't know if the apps are better. I haven't tried the apps yet, but um, Disney's UI has a long way to go to catch up to Netflix. And it is tough when you're used to Netflix and then you get Disney. Um, I'll give you a couple of examples. One, there is no indication when you're looking at shows if you've watched an episode or a movie or not. As far as I can tell, at least on Chrome, there's no indication. Um, There's no indication if you're halfway through a show and you need to finish it. No indication. Um, I actually didn't know if a show would start up where I had left off after leaving the service, you know, signing out. But when I signed in later, it did pick up halfway through. And I was surprised because it didn't show me any indication ahead of time that that would happen. Um, I'm just spoiled because Netflix does all of these things spectacularly. And um, this service Disney simply doesn't. And that's, well, that's disappointing. What can I say? Um, Another small thing. I watch everything with subtitles. I love closed captioning. I love to read. I guess because I love to read. I don't know. I love to read everything that I'm watching. And it helps me to miss things helps me to not miss things i think it's because my hearing isn't so good probably i'm gonna go deaf one day so i need to get used to um closed captions but uh disney has no way of remembering that your preference is to have closed captions on so within netflix once i've turned on closed captions I never have to turn them on again, because every time I start a show, if closed captions don't come up, it's just because English subtitles are not available. Um, But as long as they are, then they do come up. But not with Disney. Every time I play a show, um, I have to go back into the settings, turn on uh, the subtitles, closed captions, and then start watching the show or the movie. And that's those little things are frustrating. You know, the navigation through the UI is uh very basic and i know that they're going to be improving these things that um probably they were racing against time because for months they had this deadline this this launch date and they had to get everything right and everything ready and um over the course of months it'll get better netflix was crappy a few years ago uh their ui was awful um their app uh, Windows app, which I use heavily on Netflix, um, just constantly glitched out, <laughs> constantly malfunctioned and crashed and all kinds of stuff. So uh, it's a learning curve. Uh, Netflix has years of experience, has years of um, troubleshooting teams and programmers and developers and whatever you call them, professionals, uh, taking care of this stuff, improving it, adding layer upon layer upon layer of new features And um, Disney is very bare bones with the UI, the players and all that kind of stuff. So... Um, those things will be taken care of little things that bug me. Like if you hover your mouse over the screen to see how much is left in the show and then take your mouse off the screen, um, the bars, the black bars in the top and the bottom stay way longer than they should have any business staying. Uh, just, it's distracting. Like <laughs> if you can't pause the show, cause it just bring the black bars back and it just it's several seconds and it should be like, I don't know, three seconds <laughs> because it, it kind of darkens the whole show uh, what you're w- trying to watch and it's very distracting and just it goes on a lot longer than you would expect and that's that's disappointing so um yeah those are those are some of my little complaints um but the caveat is this is a baby service they're just getting started it's going to get better i'm sure of that and the same thing about the library the same thing about everything else it's going to get better and in fact um, let me jump over to the next segment we're going to talk about the bright side of this whole talk and um, i have some really good things to say so we'll get into that Okay, so I'm recording this on my cell phone. My cell phone's about to go out of battery. Probably all the negativity is really draining it. (laughs) So I'm almost to the coffee shop. And I want to close this up by talking about the bright side. Um, It's not all doom and gloom when it comes to Disney Plus, at least not to me. And I certainly have no intentions (laughs) of canceling my subscription, like a few people online have been threatening to, uh, for a couple of really big reasons. One... Disney has a huge library on there. Um, You might go through and be looking for something in particular and be disappointed, but there is still a lot of stuff to watch. Um, Two, Disney will be putting more stuff out there, including more original um, programming from all the major categories. uh, Nat Geo, Marvel, Star Wars, Disney, Pixar, I'm sure all of them, will eventually have exclusive stuff. Um, Three, related to exclusive stuff, there are tons of extras. If you go to some of the Disney movies or some of the uh, Marvel movies, there are commentaries and behind the scenes and all kinds of extras. Uh, Kind of like when you buy a movie through Amazon, you expect some of that stuff. Well, it's here on Disney+, and I love that. And I haven't even started to dive into it, and I'm excited to do so. Um... Four, I don't know what number we're on, but four, there are things on there that I am just so excited to watch. I think a lot of people are. I mentioned the the X-Men animated series earlier. That's five seasons. I'm super excited about that. And 30 seasons of Simpsons. Oh my goodness. That right there is worth six bucks a month. I've been slowly working my way through the first season of The Simpsons. And thoroughly enjoying it. It's so nostalgic. Because it's the old school Simpsons. And um, it's very funny. And uh, just kind of heartwarming i didn't know simpsons got that heartwarming that's something that got lost in later seasons but it's certainly here so there are a lot of really positive things um there as far as the programming the mandalorian oh my god i'm going to do a separate episode on the mandalorian that is the one thing i am most excited about on disney plus and i will continue to be watching that as soon as it comes out every week because oh how could I not (laughs) right um I'll talk more about that the first two episodes that I've seen that have been out that are out as of now I'll talk about that in a future episode because wow really good really good stuff um I don't know what number I'm on but uh yeah there's a lot of good stuff out there guys um uh, there's they, they will improve in fact more things were added throughout the week I noticed there were sh- there were shows that I looked for or movies that I looked for at the beginning of the week that weren't there and then later they showed up so they're currently adding things um they're currently improving things and um once Marvel finally un unrolls their first unrolls rolls out I, I guess you don't unroll a show you roll it out Uh, releases launches whatever their first show which might be hawkeye i guess is the first one they're going to be doing and i don't know i don't care uh (laughs) whatever one it is i'm going to be watching it and that's going to make me very happy that i had disney plus so yes there's a bright side um i love it um lots of little disappointments uh around the world um lots of disappointments i've had but I have confidence in the company and the fine people that work there that it's going to improve. Um, Maybe in a couple of months, I'll do a follow-up episode to this, and we'll see just where it goes. Uh, That'll be interesting, but... That's for later. But thank you very much for listening to this strange episode of Jacob Patrick Daily. I want to start doing an actually actual daily thing starting today. I'll talk more about that probably tomorrow. And um, yeah, so stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening and talk to you later. Bye.